Marys, I am frequently gooped on this podcast, but today may be two scoops of goops. Uh, we've had some lovely guests on All Right, Mary, but this week I am, I, the only word is gooped, also maybe gagged, uh, to introduce this week's guest, not only, not only a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, not only an author, not only a queer icon, host, an icon legend and star, but also mm-hmm. a chicken finger connoisseur. Yes. Mm-hmm. Please welcome to the podcast, Ross Matthews. Yay. Oh my God. What a huge deal this is for you. I just imagine <laughs> this must be huge. <laughs> oh, it's the biggest thing I got in my calendar this year. You're, you're gooped, you're gagged, you're lallygagged, you're all of it. I'm, not, I'm thrilled yeah. to be here. I really am so honored that you even know who I am and that, uh, that you're having me on. So thank you so much, you guys. Oh, oh, absolutely. We we were both listeners of Straight Talk with Ross <gasps> Matthews. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss to you. Yes, I just assume everybody listens. So what great um, confirmation that is. <laughs> that you're right. <laughs> yeah, Thank you I for am. Listening. I think I've been listening since I, I think the episode I started on was right after the whole microwave Nikki debacle. And so yes. I was like, okay, I got to catch up. And then from there, it was just, you know. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let people know if people don't know it is this podcast that we've going not we have like 275 episodes now I mean over almost five years we've been doing it and it's hilarious and ridiculous and it's just a group of people peripheral characters regular listeners who call in and it just is once a week it releases and it's hilarious and funny there's no yeah. point to it <laughs> right yeah yeah it definitely has that feeling of you know unlike a podcast where we're like oh we're gonna dive into on a specific topic or recapping a show it's like we're just gonna get together with a bunch of friends and just like shoot the shit for an hour and a half exactly and, and there are ongoing storylines and people who are fighting over something or this, like, <laughs> it becomes like a big family that people just follow like not the drama but the uh, relationships for sure oh yeah oh yeah. completely yeah. yeah one of my favorite segments on uh, straight talk is uh sissy and ebert oh mm. my god yes um, yeah. and we are huge fans of the movie under the tuscan sun i mean yeah. of course well that's a perfect movie there's Nothing to change from the woman in the in the fountain who rubs a duckling mm. on her face to <laughs> Diane Lane just being just showing all the feels. I mean, that is yes. a full rounded performance. Uh, every time I travel, I think, OK, I'm going to undo the Tuscan Senate and just buy a villa right here. And um, you bought a sure villa in Tuscany. They'll be like, you, you what? I bought a villa in Tuscany. I. And you know what? It works out in the end, not how you picture it, but how it's supposed to work out. And so I, I just, I, that movie, I think, is the better Eat, Pray, Love. Yes. Oh, completely. Totally. totally. Yeah. You know, what's so interesting to me about that movie is that it's based on like a travel book. Uh, and it, it wasn't even that story. Like they're married mm-hmm. in the book and she like goes there and renovates this house. And it's just a travel book about renovating a house overseas. Right. And then they turn yeah. it into this gorgeous epic is kind of what I think of it as mm-hmm. uh, with you know the incomparable Diane Lane and Sandra yeah. O. Yeah. I don't care how it started I don't care what the real story is I, I honestly <laughs> prefer it wasn't based on anything I right. like it I like it and every time it's on I watch it and I quote it and uh, it's an underrated gem totally yeah, yeah. I, and, I oh go ahead well I was going to say the other one I always talk about on the program uh, that's an underrated program. film is of course Baby Boom now, I stand by Baby Boom starring Diane Keaton as a phenomenal film, and I'd like to redo it. Now, And you would be playing uh, the Diane Keaton titular role. Well, not titular, yes, but... Yes, of course. We would Mrs. call Baby it Baby Boom. 
baby boom and I would have like inherited a baby and not know what to do and like serve it Perrier and goat cheese and you know be confused Chardonnay would be the name of the baby yeah yes everybody everybody who listens to Straight Talk knows my future daughter is named Chardonnay Kwan and she's already in piano lessons even though she's not even an amoeba yet no but the motor skills are there exactly Um, well I'm hoping that this remake um, if anything carries over from the original, I hope you do get the opportunity to say "Country Baby Homemade in Cleveland." Yeah, I, I don't, don't think so. Think so. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite line when they're when they're gonna move her apple baby applesauce business from Vermont to Cleveland, and she says, "Country Baby Homemade in Cleveland." I don't think so. And I, as a businessman myself, I quote that probably seven times a day. Oh yeah, there's any opportunity is an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Wait, um, so so walk me through this because I have not seen Baby Boom, but I am very right, familiar go. with Diane. Bye everybody. <laughs> but listen, so Diane Keaton is famous for her kind of freakouts in mm-hmm. like the oh oh oh, oh yeah. when she loosens yeah. her tie. Yeah. So you get a lot is, of that. So okay, so how many times in this movie? Uh, three to four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. three to yeah. four, but but gigantic, like the plumbing <laughs> freezes, and she does that, and then faints and passes out in the snow. So I mean, there are multi- there's one where yes. her tire pops, and she like throws a tire iron in the snow. So it they <laughs> there's a lot of the oh, ah! that lead to a pass out. So it it is full Diane Keaton. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I I'd love to sort of chart somehow, you know, from from most. You know, Keaton to least of yeah. like the biggest freakouts that Diane Keaton has had. I feel well, like there's a, there opinions? are there are levels of her freakout. If she grabs her turtleneck while she's ah! that yes. is she's about to she's about to lose it. <laughs> if she shakes her hair and the hair the hair is a barometer. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely gauge emotionally where she is if her bangs are askew. Yeah, there, there, she she Diane Keaton is a great actress. She has like six tricks in her tool belt. Yeah, she pulls them out. Uh, oh, yeah. On the regs, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen, I kind of admittedly hate watch this, but have you seen Because I Said So? Oh, that movie. <laughs> Walk me with, through, who's in it with her? Right, Mandy, Mandy Moore is the daughter, and no. she is like this meddling mother. I not oh. It's really, um, it's yeah. Bad. It's a low I, 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 I need, I need Mandy less. That's what I need, <laughs> Mandy less. I can't, I can't watch that. Mandy no more. Yeah. yeah. God bless her, but no, I'm not, I'm not spending my time on that. Yeah, yeah, we've saved you that trouble. Yeah, I'm, I'm very busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of being busy, can we just talk about Drag Race for a hot second? Yeah, um, actually, that's the one thing I won't discuss. Oh, okay, sorry. So <laughs> no, let's I'm just move kidding. On. Of course. <laughs> oh, okay. I, you know, I obviously like. I think we've heard Michelle talk about this, where it's like when you guys are on the judges panel, all you're seeing is what's on the runway. You're, you don't know all of the stuff that we're all seeing, you know, in the workroom and untucked yeah. and all that. So when you're watching the season after having judged it, is it is it just like a total mind fuck to kind of yeah. realize the iceberg of what's underneath these queens? Let let me give you some context, okay? Like we see them only on the runway, only as a finished product, only as we as you would buying a ticket to the show, right? Right. And so I remember in season seven, when I was the first time I was a full time judge, and and it aired, and I go, oh my god! When it aired, I go, Pearl's hot. I didn't know. Like, I don't even know what they look like as boys. I don't really know other than what they give me, what their personality is. So so when we're judging them on the runway, that's all we have to judge them on. And and I think a lot of some really great queens slip through the cracks 
because they get nervous with those lights and with Rue sitting there. I mean, Vanjie is a perfect mm. example. She was a wallflower on uh, season one of episode uh, 10, and she just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we watched back and everyone, I mean, the Vanjie backup exit was hilarious, but we didn't know how funny she was. Right, right. right. Until we watched. So, you know, like that runway is crunch time. Yeah, yeah, that's where they have to make all of their impression for you guys. Yeah. Exactly. It's also crunch time for us. You know, Michelle, and I, we got to be funny. We got to make Rue laugh. We got to make each other laugh. Or, you know, someone else will be keeping that seat warm. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much, I mean, obviously, the. The punnery is, um, you know, next level. I think this season you guys have stepped up the oh, puns. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. That is the, are, 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 yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, you're going through them. I feel like I remember like Nina's corn dress. I was like, I can't think oh, of any puns come up with any more. for the episode because yeah. you've used all of them. Um, well, she bought it in the husky section. She did. But, <laughs> I, you guys did you an know, amazing job. Yeah, yeah that's, that is a, the perfect example. We, we don't – I don't see them ahead of time. We don't, you know, have a team of writers – we just literally try to make each other laugh. Some of them are stinkers and the editors take care of us, you know? Oh, sure. But sure. not a lot of them are stinkers. I mean, we're, you know, I can come up with two or three puns for a look sure. uh, in no time. But it is fun, and they're literally off the top of our head, and it's my favorite part. It's the most stressful part, too. And a lot of times, like you saying we're, we're funny this season makes me happy because, you know, you're sitting next to Rue and Michelle, and my best friend CJ comes with me a lot to the podcast or to uh, Drag Race. And uh, I walk off stage and I go, oh, my God. I'm like, I need to shut up and stop talking. I'm not funny. They're funny. I'm not funny. <laughs> and then you watch it back and you're like, oh, you're okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess you could stay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, other than obviously being a judge on Drag Race, I think I saw on Twitter that you just recently finally finished the second book. Well, you know, thank you for mentioning my first book, the bestseller, Man Up. Man Up. Everyone goes without saying. (laughs) Um, So the second book is so good, and I'm so proud of it, and it's so fucking hard to finish a book. You know, it's like you in a room, and I'm so over myself, you know? Like, that's the hurdle. You start writing, you're like, you're not even interesting. Like, stop it. No one cares. But you have, you know, I signed a deal. I got to finish the book. Right, right. And then... It's the same. It's actually a running theme, I guess, in my life. Like after Drag Race, with some distance and perception, I look back at the book and go, "Oh God, that's kind of great," you know. But <laughs> right. in the while writing, I'm just like, "Shut up." Right. I feel like that's like a common theme that we hear with like on Drag Race of like the voice in the queen's head, the inner saboteur, and all of that. I, I think it's everybody. You know, when when you are an idea factory or a creative person, and really when you're a creative person, you're a factory of ideas. That's how I mm-hmm. think, right? Mm. At a certain point, you just sick yourself, you know, like um, when I'm making something in a factory for somebody else, it's not about me. But when I'm writing my book or trying to make those jokes, it's about, you know, I you have to it's a hurdle to get over, at least for me as a creative person to like forget about me, think of it as the product and just try to make people laugh. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Uh, Ross, when are we going to be able to pre-order the book? Okay, so it is coming out scheduled February 2020. So okay. what is that? Eight months or something? Yeah. And I um, baby boom. Sorry. Say what? <laughs> I said baby boom because it's like eight nine months. Anyway, go ahead. yeah, yeah. No, it is. It had its little baby. I'm a, a country baby. Homie, really. I don't think so. I think so, my baby. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sure you'll be able to pre-order it. We're shooting the cover in May, and then you'll be able to pre-order it. And then I'm going to do a whole tour all over the U.S. And then I'm hoping to take it abroad as well. Oh, fabulous! Wow, uh, yeah. so much has happened. I think since your last one, is it is it mostly focusing on 
since the last one came out or is it kind of all encompassing still of just your ideas and and where you are well the last one man up bestseller available everywhere is about um <laughs> so tacky is, um, that was about you know i define man up as celebrating who you are what makes you different so yeah. i grew up in a farm town a small farm town as a gay cartoon of a version of a human and so that was sort of like about that transition of accepting myself and loving myself and then using it to stand out on television and making a career. So it was really, it was funny, but it had some heart. This next one, I mean, has some heart, (laughs) but it's mostly just hilarious stories involving the most famous people in the world. Okay, great. Great. Perfect. (laughs) Is it called Bossy Rossi Pants? (laughs) It is not. I haven't revealed the name yet, but maybe that'll be my my third book. Did you love, (laughs) I loved Bossy Rossi. I, oh I my know God. we're going to bring that back. My, one of my favorite, I, I kept saying, I was like, they have to bring Bossy Rossi back. And, yeah. and in All Stars, it was uh, Jersey Justice, which I didn't mind because it was Michelle. But I was like, man, we need an improv challenge again with Bossy Rossi. I, mean, I think those... we'll bring it back. It was a little bit of a hit. So I think we'll bring it back. Oh, so good. Those red and, glasses. Yeah, yeah the red like glasses. Yes. The key. Can, can I tell you the story of the red glasses? Please. They're in my closet here. They, they called me. I mean, it was like three, three nights before and said, hey, do you, we want to do this challenge with you. And it's like a talk show challenge and like daytime, we'll kind of, you know, take the piss out of daytime talk shows. Would you do it? Would you host it? I was like, yes, if I can have red glasses. And they said, okay, we'll track down red glasses for you. And then, because Sally, Jesse, Raphael, you know, wore yeah. red glasses. So while it aired, Sally, Jesse, Raphael tweeted me, Ross, love your glasses. Who thinks Ross should have a daytime talk show? I mean, it was uh. like unbelievable. <laughs> now, I mean, I know that you, you, had, you had talk show Hello, Ross. Um, and obviously that's something I think uh, you think you had said like you'd always wanted. You always wanted to have your own talk show. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, since I was like seven. Would you, if you were given the opportunity to do a daytime show, is that an immediate Yes. Yes. It's always mm-hmm. been the goal, you know. I, I got to do Hello Ross on E for two seasons, and then right. there was some political stuff that went down, mm. um, which you can imagine. And uh, so I would love to go back into the world of talk. You know, I was on late night talk for, for mm. with The Tonight Show and Chelsea Handler for uh, 2001 to whenever Chelsea ended. I mean, 15, 16 years. Right, oh, right. Like, that just kind of feels like... Do you feel like that's, like, your wheelhouse or just, like, one thing where you're, like, most comfortable in? Like, when you think of, like, doing the talk show world, is it just, like, one of many skills or your favorite? Well, I mean, I definitely know talk, and I studied every part of how to produce it. You know, I got to work with the best of the best on Leno and Chelsea for all those years. So I know that world. Um, I wonder. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, like, I game show is something I really want to do, too. Oh, I would yeah. love to host a game show. So I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't have any expertise. <laughs> you know, like sometimes I think like, oh my God, what if people start calling? Like, what is your one skill you'll go to? And I'm like, uh, receptionist? I don't know. What would I do? I, I can't use a copy machine. We'll have to fax. I don't I have no skills. So I don't know. So you just have to keep doing this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, think I, just, I think I'm stuck doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, on Straight Talk, you come up with some really great games. You always have a story. Even the jury duty story was oh my god, oh, so funny. The jury duty story, the yeah. happy sign, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. I loved. I actually was fascinated by jury duty. I loved it. Yeah, I I feel like it's a great place to just kind of see. Okay, this is what humanity looks like. Mm. This is a selection of humanity. Yeah, I felt gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like that's always the case, right? Whenever you go to the DMV or anything like that, it's like, how did I manage to come at the one time that everybody climbed out of the gutter to get their licenses renewed, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. Everyone's just so awful. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? You walk around being this beautiful. It's just, you know, come to the territory. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, this reminds me of, a, like, I think you'd probably talked about this on Straight Talk maybe a year or two ago, but you were kind of talking about your your sort of Palm Springs routine and mm. that it would start with an early morning and then a um, just the store opens trip to Walmart just to kind of see people. Uh-huh. Um, and then whenever I think of like that day of like going to Walmart and kind of doing the people watching, you know, mm-hmm. getting a, a, an easy brunch, doing the um, the bingo. And I just it sounds like the most relaxing day. Is that is that day still happening? Oh, God. I mean, it's not a day. That's a lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I wake up early because uh, I always go to bed at a sensible hour and I wake up early and I get my Starbucks and I, my exercise is I walk around the super Walmart and I just love it. I like to look, I like to see everybody. Um, and then I, uh, I, I have a whole routine of the, I do the penny slots after mm-hmm. lunch. Um, I do, you know, bingo on Saturdays or there's show tunes on Friday, Saturday, Monday, on at night, um, trivia Fridays at five thirty. It's a lifestyle. I, I live like an active senior. Yeah, it sounds so good. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely by design. I wear a sensible shoe. <laughs> I uh, elastic head to toe. I never. Dress. I'm on the uh, board of the Chamber of Commerce. In oh, Palm that's Springs. right. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you probably read about that in <laughs> Us Weekly or. I USA think I got, Today, a, I got a notification Fox. on my phone about it, I think. Yeah. Fox Fox News. I think it's in Moby Dick as well. Yeah. Um, so, but I make it a point to never dress up in Palm Springs. So, you know, I go to the meetings in Elastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Palm Springs, I mean, I think especially living in New York, like the my my idea of what it feels like to live in Palm Springs is mostly based on the way you've talked about it. And if I just close my eyes and think about just doing penny slots at, you know, 2 p.m. on a Wednesday... I feel better. I feel good. I feel calm. Oh, it's great. And I always go to Money Rain. That's my machine, um, Money Rain. Because mm-hmm. I like the, when you get a bonus, um, the song, it plays a song. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before, I, you know, before we kind of uh, let you go, I, I, have, I have a very important question. I know what um, this is going to be. This is very important. Um, I, I know that you are a big Arby's aficionado and I know you've even been tweeted at by Arby's I mean uh talk about national news and I think if I think you've said that you only get the roast beef sandwiches there's no Mm -hmm. other you know swimming around on the menu no here's the thing so when I was I went to college in Ithaca and when I would go to the Pyramid Mall in Ithaca New York uh, which was no Giza uh when we would go to the food court there was indeed an Arby's there yeah and while I never got the roast beef, I always got the chicken fingers. Are you aware of the chicken fingers at Arby's? Do you have an opinion on them? I, and I want to thank you for this question. I think sure. you speak for a nation and, <laughs> and asking me that. Uh, I love the roast beef sandwiches. I do the Arby's sauce, not the horsey. I do one packet on top, one on bottom. Because it's right. a thick sandwich, even though it's yeah, thin yeah. sliced meat. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, I love a chicken finger. Of course, you know, that's true. Um, I'll tell you where I, I'm going to be I'm really upfront with you. I don't do a lot of fast food chicken fingers where yeah. I like a chicken finger is a room service chicken finger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
or mm-hmm. a restaurant chicken finger. Okay, because- stop right there. Pause because m- correct me if I'm wrong, but the best chicken finger are the chicken crispers at Chili's. Okay, I well, no, Chili's. I, I can't. I can't vouch for that because I just do the queso dip. Okay. At Chili's mm. and a side salad. Now, is it okay. chicken crisper? Because I will drop everything right now. There is a Chili's about thirty-five <laughs> miles from my house. I will go now. I will hang up on you and go now. Are they that good? <laughs> yes. They are that good. Yeah. Ross. Well, I let mean, me they're tell different. You where the best. Let me tell you where the best chicken finger of my life has been. Okay. The Burbank Airport. <laughs> I've been to that airport. Where at the Burbank Airport is there a good chicken finger? Prior to security. Oh. I uh, know. So you get, I get there early. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Prior to security. Prior to security. And that is the – because they're a little – and I enjoy this in a chicken finger – a little freezer burnt. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I know exactly what you're talking about, but yeah. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow. Well, good to know. Um, fellow travel tippy. I, if you, I don't know if being if you've ever uh, tried Dallas barbecue while in New York. No, I would put that on your list oh, if yes. you ever find your way here. A solid chicken finger. Well, so. you know, I wanted to open a restaurant all with finger foods called Finger It Out. And I had, <laughs> right. I had a whole idea where the servers would walk around with a belt of different sauces that they, mm-hmm. whether you ordered tater tots or chicken fingers, whatever. And then Guy Fieri, who clearly is a listener of Straight Talk, <laughs> stole that idea, and I am going to see him in court. Wow. I have Gloria Allred on it. We're going to hold a press conference where she's going to sit next to me. Wow. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go after him for You're everything he's brave. worth. Yeah. <laughs> Point all the fingers at him. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> the finger, and I will, I'm not a doctor or a veterinarian, but I know that the finger is the best part of the chicken. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's just common fact at this point. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I feel like we have covered every important topic that anybody would ever want to know. We've talked about Arby's. We've talked about chicken fingers. Well, let's run down chicken fingers, Arby's, Baby Boom, Palm yeah. Springs, Money Rain, Under the Tuscan Under, Sun. Yeah. Under the Tuscan Sun, Chardonnay Quan. Yes. Yeah. Drag Race, your books. Yeah. Oh, hey, but the brunch is too. The bubbly Ross brunch. is bubbly brunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ross, I need to thank you for bringing tucka 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 nothing nothing yeah, into it's my a life. Great song. <laughs> it's a great song. I love. I like to highlight what the kids maybe are missing. Yes, mm. yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, I think it went to top forty that song after I mentioned it. There definitely that, a yeah, no, absolutely, probably top twenty. Yeah, Spotify like shut down. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, if we don't make these references, we lose these references. That's so right. it's exactly. that one queer icon. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> now I guess you know the, the, you're doing the bubbly brunch right now. It's in Palm Springs and also in Los Angeles. Yeah, Saturday is Los Angeles at noon. Palm Springs Sunday at noon. And okay. uh, pretty soon we're going to take them all over the world. It is the best drag brunch ever. We have drag queens. We have local queens from each city. Um, and it's every shape, size, color of queen. Everyone's welcome. Shut the door on the outside world and just kind of smile for an hour and a half. That is the mm. goal. And they're sold out every week. So Ugh. maybe we'll bring it to a city near you. Yeah, I mean, you know, in New York, I Little think you might... New York. I don't know. We're always passed over. Yeah, so I, I won't know. get my Everyone hopes Everyone just forgets about us. So. Ross, bubbly brunch homemade in Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Oh. Ross, you know, just to kind of end, uh, and this is a serious question that you could maybe answer, not seriously, but one of the things I really appreciate about Straight Talk is modeling this idea of kindness within your quote-unquote family. Um, at the same time, you all kind of bicker and throw shade, but the one thing that rings true is how much you guys love each other and compliment each other. Like you guys say yeah. nice things just as much as kind of the shady stuff. And I guess my question for you is how does that, how do you develop that? Is that a well, skill? Well, listen, I mean, I am, I think it rings true to who my core is. You know, I am not a Pollyanna, but I am kind to everybody, but I will speak the truth and I will, um, I will, uh, you know, go up against a bully any day of the week. And so I think that just sort of rings true to who I am. We keep it real, but we keep it kind. Mm. And I, I don't think kindness is a weakness. And I don't think kindness is Pollyanna. So that I really think people mistake kindness for weakness a lot. And I think mm. on our show, it's all of it, you know, and I think I'm all of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, we've talked about that a lot of like the idea of like kind media, that kindness can also be you know, it can be entertaining, it can be interesting, it can, like, yeah. it doesn't have to be always conflict. And, and just, you know, just because maybe I disagree with you doesn't mean I can't be kind about it. Right. Um, and also call you, you know, so, and, and then at the end of the day, some people are just annoying, so you have to let them know. Right. Yeah. That's the, maybe kind that's the kindest thing you could do for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, there, there's this uh, safety to be kind to somebody that I think also you have to create within a space uh, that I found, I just find so um, infectious with straight talk. Aww. I don't know. I feel really positive after I listen to an episode. Yeah. You know? good, yeah. Well, that's very astute of you to notice because that is purposeful. You know, it's, it's organic, but it's purposeful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, uh, you know, yourself on Drag Race in your best-selling book, Man Up, and your upcoming best-selling book on, at your bubbly brunch. Bossy Rossi Pants. Bossy Rossi Pants. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. You'll to... find out soon enough. Yeah. You'll find out the name. But I have yeah. to tell you guys, I want to say, you know, I would be screaming into a dark room if it weren't for people like you who listen, who watch Drag Race, everything. Thank you so much. And, and congratulations on creating this forum for other people who do the same. You know, you guys are are doing a great job. So thank you for having me on. And I want you to keep up the good work too. Okay. Thank oh, you. Thanks, thank you. Appreciate that. Well, it's true. Um, it's true. I'd be surprised if anyone listening didn't know where to find you, but I think this is a great opportunity. Where can folks find more of you? Grinder. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> at, at hello Ross at hello Ross on all social media, my podcast straight talk with Ross. You can find it at hello Ross pod. Butch Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That was a test. That was a test and you passed. <laughs> I get an A. I get an yeah. A. Yeah, you do. Oh, gosh. You are smarter than Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I well, love that you listen. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I am, I am, I'm so gooped. I'm going to go lay down and take a magnesium. This has been lovely. Well, thank you so much. And a big shout out to my bestie, CJ, who's a co-host on Straight Talk for coordinating this and hooking us up. And everyone check out his podcast, Can We Kick It, available mm. everywhere as well. 
Yes. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Thank you, CJ. Yeah. Uh, for oh, CJ, CJ, CJ. Yeah. A yeah. plus CJ. A yeah. plus. Yeah. A plus. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Can I ask you one last question? Of course. Who are you rooting for this season? Drag Race. One name. We'll Colin, you want to go first? Well, you want to say it together? We, we can say it same. together pretty easily. Yeah. One, two, three. Nina, Nina West. West. All right. Good to know. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, darlings. Bye. 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 Well, Mary's, it's over. Uh, we interviewed Ross Matthews. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we are over the moon. I can't tell you. I, I can't stress us enough. Like, we are over the moon. We are thankful, humbled. Colin, any thoughts? I mean, you know, I, I stand by my initial statements, gooped, also gagged. Um, no false advertising there. I still feel that way. It was great. I feel like at some point we had probably talked about, oh, it'd be so great to have Ross in the podcast. And sure enough. So, totally. I mean, you know, I think we've on at least other episodes, like maybe in the video, the hot, the, the only Mary's video we created, um, and for Marys who want to see that, you just go to patreon.com backslash only Mary, only Mary, backslash all right, Mary. Um, we talked about like, you know, put it out in the universe. You know, who else do we want to talk to? Who else do we want to have on? Because it can happen. Yeah. When I, when, when I heard that he loved Under the Tuscan Sun and then reviewed it, I was like, oh, oh. And then I started manifesting in my head that our podcast married William, which is only dedicated to under the Tuscan sun that Ross Matthews would be a guest on that, but I'm happy to have him be a guest on all right, Mary, not going to, not going to you know, it. It's a start. And then whenever married William starts the, the minute by by minute recap of under the Tuscan sun, he can come for like his favorite minute of the movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, he can come for his favorite minute of the movie. Uh, that sounds low. I mean, Mary. yeah. If I had a nickel every time I, I gave someone that suggestion. <laughs> We, we wouldn't have patreon.com backslash all right mary anymore i'll tell you that <laughs> completely um yeah you know uh there's so many things that i other things that i wanted to ask other things i wanted to discuss but you know i the sweet and short is probably best uh for the interview um and uh and maybe one day i'll go to Ross's bubbly brunch and and get to talk to him some more so yeah yeah I mean I think you know these are just kind of like uh you know the, the first step of connecting with somebody so um and yeah. of course just again like a huge thank you to CJ for making this happen um oh, I, it's just we, it's so it's so nice when people kind of reach out and make that connection you know oh totally uh, and can't wait to interview CJ either yes so, yes very excited I mean a really fun one I said it during the interview, but I, I definitely, uh, again, recommend CJ's podcast, Can We Kick It? It's really, really good. His co-host, yeah. Paris, is awesome. I um, And I'm not just saying that because CJ kind of made all this happen. Like, I genuinely have felt <laughs> this way before then. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, you were raving about it. And so I, I uh, subscribed and, and started listening. So I, I can't I can't stress that enough either, Marys. Uh, Marys, we're going to wrap up this little interview bonus episode. Uh, so if you have any thoughts, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. Or if you're an email type of queen, you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram uh, for 
drag and cats and Game of Thrones and whatever you want, uh, you can reach out to me there at Johnny also. And you can hear more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. And you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and more of both of us at patreon.com backslash r8mary, including for our nuance level Marys, a before and after this interview video that we created. Um, So if you want to see what we look like before and after this interview you just heard, (laughs) patreon.com backslash r8mary. I love it. I love it. Um, I think we should, you know, let the Marys out with a little bit of 8-Bit Mary, you know, because I'm... You know, uh, dance with the one that brought you, you know? (laughs) All right, Marys, we'll see you soon. See ya.